Hello, everybody. Hello, 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 and welcome to another fantastic episode of Game Over, the premiere video game show hosted by two brothers and a third guy, only live from Simon's basement, Adam's basement, and Matt's second floor. I'm pretty sure that's the floor that he's playing on. Maybe he's in a mansion or in an elevator at all times, in all floors and all places. Who knows? I am your father, the son of the goalie host, Simon Pazzo, joined in solidarity by my faithful squad mates, Adam Pazzo and Matthew Menu. How are we doing, lads? Uh, stressed out. End of term stuff is... Very stressful, but not too bad. I hear you. I feel you. Matt, how you doing? Mm -hmm. Doing pretty good. We're doing pretty good. I, uh, you know, now I'm feeling like I need to be fancier and be able to record from like my seventh floor, but uh, <laughs> now we're doing good. There you go. I think it, the, the optimal way to do it would be to record from like inside the Tower of Terror or something where it's like, hey, everyone's seventh floor. <laughs> yeah, that would be fun. Uh, okay. That's right. Sorry. Adam, not a Disney fan. Matt hasn't been to Disney World yet. My Disney World reference is going right over both your heads. <laughs> but someday, uh, mark my words, if I if I if if it's my last wish, I will take Matt to goddamn Disney World. Make him ride the <laughs> I've been trying to do it. It's the thing that I've failed at for the longest in my life, which means I've had a pretty good life. Speaking of pretty good lives, I got a PS5, everybody. Oh, so here's... Fuck. I have no idea how, so here's how it worked, and uh, hopefully my boss doesn't listen to this because I'm about to tell them that I was went like on a long break at work, but I basically yeah like set my uh, my status to working on something special because I heard hey uh, I think it was last not last Thursday but the Thursday before that it's like PS5 this might be available at EB Games and Walmart ooh so both me and Brianna had like 19 pages of uh, of Walmart and EB Games open just refreshing them but then eventually they both were like. You're going to go into a queue. So I was like, oh, fuck. This is probably not going to work. So sure enough, a few minutes later, EB Games says they're sold out. Walmart, it appears. I click on it. It goes into my cart. I enter my credit card information. It says we no longer have it. God damn it. So we kept trying, trying, trying. Eventually, Brianna got through some sort of fucking miracle. Who knows? Uh, and then it said it was going to be delivered December 23rd. In fact, I don't think she's even paid for it at time of uh, at time of recording, <laughs> because even though it said it was going to be delivered on December twenty third, uh, a big box labeled Walmart showed up at the door. We're like, what else could this possibly be? And there it was, the PS five in all its uh, PS five ity glory. It does, however, <laughs> I'm gonna say that I got it and then immediately shit on it. It does, however, have a minor technical problem, in that it uh, it buzzes, which apparently is coil wine from the power coil. So I Googled that, and everyone online was like, ha, 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 you want a computer performance? Deal with computer problems. <laughs> so, yeah, when it starts up, it sounds like you're being attacked by a swarm of bees. But then usually once the game gets going, it goes away. So I'm not sure if I have to worry about that. But it's like, what the fuck am I going to do? Send it back and wait eight months for another one? Like, that would be chance, ridiculous. yeah. No. No. So I uh, promptly opened it up. It comes with... Uh, I loaded up. It, it was actually quite. It was kind of like buying a phone. Like I, I very smoothly transferred all the files from the PlayStation Four to the PlayStation Five uh, and all the profiles and stuff like that. So my PlayStation, I re-got PlayStation Plus to play online, but my PlayStation Now or whatever the fuck the one's called, where you have like the game subscription. Um, since I already bought that at the beginning of quarantine, that carried over. So I actually was able to download a few games, including the apparently good Bug Snacks. <laughs> <laughs> haven't played it yet, but everyone says Bug Snacks is actually really good, which I, th I find hard to believe. But maybe next week I'll sit before you and tell you Bug Snacks is amazing. Uh, but yeah, so I, I tried a couple different things on it. I did Astro's Playroom because everyone says that that makes the uh, haptic feedback on the controller uh, really pop. 
It does. And it, does it? It does. It didn't like. I mean, when everyone was describing it, it sounded like it was some sort of like. Uh, pardon the use of the phrase over and over again now, because this is the twice I referred to something Disney in the first five minutes of the recording. But they made it sound like it was going to be some Disney magic, where it was like, it's like in your hands. It feels like it's alive. It doesn't. It feels like it's a very, very good, like, uh, location specific rumble. So, like, when you're walking over grass, or like when you're being electrocuted or something, like, it does. It feels more specific to whatever's happening. Like, as I'll touch in a second, I, I've been playing Demon Souls. When you're running in an area that just got lit on fire by a dragon, it does kind of feel like it's crackling. When you're riding on an elevator, you can kind of feel the chink of the chains. Like, so it does have stuff like that. And they could, when the triggers. Uh, get like more intense for the things that you were doing in Astro's playroom is the way I'll describe that. That was also pretty cool. But after I played it for like 15 minutes maybe, and then I was like, okay, I think I got it. Ready to do uh, see if they can do it in a new game or in a real game now. So like, who knows? And then I uh, like one two switch tech demo type. Yes, games. exactly. Exactly. Yeah, like a Wii Sports even, right? It's like the, this is the classic thing whenever there's some new technology. Here's the thing that'll do it, or uh, even better, the uh, the the Mario Party thing that we all love to play, where you play tag. It's like, no, we not Mario Party, what was it called? M Nintendo Land on Wii U. No Wii U game even got close to using the Wii U gamepad as good as Nintendo Land did, which might have been the problem, but I, uh, I, I don't think PlayStation 5 will run into the same problems as the Wii U. Anyway, so then I, uh, I loaded up, just to test it earlier, I played NHL 21, which isn't like an official upgraded version, but it, you know, it can carry over into the PS5. It played buttery smooth. So, not that it was, like, super unsmooth before, but it was great. Um, and then I loaded up Valhalla, and Valhalla, I'm probably, I don't know, 15 hours in? So far, it's pretty good. Hasn't really, like, blown me away like some of the prior Assassin's Creed's will, and I'm sure I'll talk about Valhalla in more detail at another time, but the fact that it was, like, I had been playing it on my PS4 earlier that day, the PS5 arrives, I plug it in, I, you know, it updates, it does all those new console stuff, and then, like, later that day, my same character, my same profile, my same save state, everything about it just was, like, very seamlessly transitioned. I was like, that's, that's pretty cool. And, uh, it did look better. It didn't, like, blow me away, because obviously it looks similar on both, um, not like Demon's Souls did. Demon's Souls is, whoo, that's a good-looking Game Boy. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's an impressive console. I don't know if it's, like, as the generations go on, um, the gap between in quality between the previous generations gets smaller and smaller. I'm sure you guys would agree with that. Yes. It's like when you went from uh, N64 to GameCube, you just looked at like the Smash Bros. Melee quality of of uh, graphics versus N64. It was you know light and day, night and day, right? Yes. Um, so this is obviously, a, a, the jumps get smaller. It's very impressive. It's significantly probably more powerful than my computer, which is kind of nice. Um, and when you guys get it, whenever the hell that is, I can't wait to play Demon's Souls with you because I played a little bit of Demon's Souls the day that I got it, and then I was like, this is sad. I want to play with my friends. <laughs> There's no one here. I know. It's just I don't think anyone has the fucking game, so it's hard to get summoned. Uh so yeah, I can't wait to I can't wait to play with you guys. But like when I played it immediately, I was like, "This is very exciting," and it's just more, more better, harder, better, faster, stronger. But there's not like one. I mean, you can probably find screen tests in uh, Spider Man. I think is probably the most famous one. If you look up Spider Man load times, PS4 versus PS5, might be the most jarring one. Like when you're in those little, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like those indoor units, 
the complexes, mm-hmm. the facilities. Yeah. To yeah, leave yeah. them, you have to go through a loading screen, which is like about 30 seconds on the PS4. On the PS5, Spider-Man, doesn't matter if it's Miles or Peter, goes through a hole, like a manhole in the building. And in the, pro- in the time it takes to go through that hole, New York has loaded, wow. which is insane. Yeah, and like Demon Souls had notoriously long load times, so they're not instant like in Spider-Man it kind of was, but there's definitely been a few times when I've gotten hit too early in a run in an area, and then I just run back, and the Archstones can now warp to themselves. So I'm just like, okay, don't have to go all the way back to the Nexus to heal for free. I'll just reload that. It takes like five seconds. You're back in. There you go. Yeah. So, nice. yeah, it's it's Put, powerful. That fastest solid-state drive in the world, TM, to work. Yes. Exactly, yeah. We got to get, uh, what's his name, the guy who looked like Dana Carvey. He's he's clearly very <laughs> yeah. proud of, of what Demon. I mean, but Demon Souls is like their their flagship right now because it's the reason that you would buy a a PS5 over an Xbox as of December 2020. You know. Yeah. Later on, when the more exclusives come out, maybe you can make an even more solid case. But as for right now, Demon Souls is the biggest selling feature. I don't think that's uncommon. So the fact that Demon Souls runs so nice is uh, is pretty is pretty slick. But what have uh, what have you guys been doing? <laughs> Well, not Adam, what have PS5. you been up to? Uh, not much, actually. I, I tried out... Um, th- there's this game that was making the rounds a, a couple of months ago, and it came on sale, Carrion. And oh, I yeah, tried yeah, it yeah. out for, like, 15 mm-hmm. minutes, and I'm like, this is neat. I don't think I'm going to keep it. Like, it, it, mm-hmm. it's, it's gimmick sort of wears out really quickly. So I'm probably going to return that one. But then I've been... I've stopped playing Hades. It was actually hilarious because I got to the point where I was I was playing hours and hours and hours, like day after day after day. And then I got to the point where I, I, I think I've officially hit there is no more story content. I think I have done it all now. Mm-hmm. So there are still technically things to do. Like there are there are higher heat levels I have to beat. Matt might know what that means. Um there are and there are like achievements and little in-game goals to achieve that I haven't gotten, but I'm pretty sure I've now done everything there is to do in terms of actually getting new story content. And as soon as I hit that mark, I was like, I think I'm done. <laughs> I was just I just put it down. I was like, yep, no, this is this has been amazing, and it's now over. And I'm it's such okay an interesting with that. feeling. I, I think I had that with. Uh with odyssey where it was like there was clearly so much more to do but once you run out of story content you just have that feeling kind of in the pit of your stomach it's like i think i just i think i'm just done yeah i think that's all i think that's the the carrot that i've been chasing and i have it and i think it's time to move on and i think that is a it's weird because i'm not used to there being a story uh, a roguelike game being story driven but hades was and that's what happened i ran into the end of the story and i'm like Okay, uh, I'm not motivated to go through the loop anymore. Yeah, I'm good. Thank you for the 150 hours or however long it took me to get here. <laughs> so long. Thanks oh, for man. all the fish. Yeah, Matt, what game have you of been the up year, to? no question. Yeah, well, I, I'm, I'm, I've still been, still been going through Hades. It, it didn't uh, actually get much of a chance to play this week, but um, I have still yet to like beat the the main story. I know there's tons of stuff that happens after that, but. I have not yet defeated Hades. I've gone up against him twice now, um, but I've. I've oh, so okay. No, uh, all right. I'm not going to spoil it. Like beating him the first time isn't even the main, the end of. The, oh, I. Yeah. Oh, I. I, I know. <laughs> it's it's the sort. Of, I feel like that's that's almost like the uh, 
um, like the title card moment, yes. which is weird yeah. because it's like it takes you, so you long have to, to play for a decent amount of time to get there. Um, so yeah, but I've been going through that and and loving it a lot. Every time, like there's been a few moments where I felt like, oh, okay, so I've sort of I've seen all that there is to see of this one aspect of the thing, and then it's happened two or three or four times, where pretty much once I get to that point, like bam, okay, nope here's a here's a new one that like just makes the whole thing um a lot more interesting and like refreshes it all again um that's happened several times in that game now actually and it's wonderful every time and it just makes me like kind of hungry to see how many more times that'll happen yeah um and based on what people have been saying it happens a lot um so i'm i'm really looking forward to like to to getting even farther down that rabbit hole and it's perfect timing because i'm on winter break in a week can't wait um so yeah i'm i'm really looking forward to to sinking some more time into hades um i've also gotten back into playing um apex legends a bit because as we're now back in uh not as strict of a lockdown as we had before but definitely more than it was like over the summer and early fall um been doing more of the like games is socialization thing again um and uh they just introduced um like pc crossplay, so some of my brother's uh friends who are like like pure pc gamers um can now like join in that sort of like little group that we have to play with so have a, a bit of a, a wider wider circle of people to play games with now which is kind of nice so i've been doing some more of that the uh we're about halfway through the 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 new season and i'm, I'm really liking the like new characters, new map that they introduced this season has been pretty good. So yeah, I've been having some fun with that too. Yeah, speaking of new maps, I want to move in. in uh, and speaking of when Matt says new maps and Adam says uh, game of the year, I think it's time that we move into the uh, the game awards. So to be clear, we have so much stuff to talk about this week that I think just so the fact that we're not here for three hours because obviously there's. Uh, an elephant in the room that I haven't brought up yet that I'm that I'm going to, which is what we've been doing for the past month. Uh, we're going to save all of the announcements from the Game Awards, and if you know us well, and if you know what we announced, you know that that's a big deal that we're not talking <laughs> about it. Yeah. Uh, we're so we're gonna save all the announcements from the Game Awards for next week. Uh, I think that's the best way to do it, just so we're not here for three hours today, because we all have still of, of stuff to do. But I do want to go through the Game War winners and, and see if, uh, again, if I was more organized, I probably would have written down what we wrote, but or what we guessed. But we're just going to start from the top, go through very quickly, and then kind of give some feedback, because Matt may have played a couple games that Adam and I hadn't. Uh, game of the Year was The Last of Us Part Two. Uh, no one's surprised. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. No, uh, so we've said our piece about that game. You got the gist. We're not surprised that it won it. Uh, I don't think it would have been any one of person's here individual vote. In fact, I don't. Matt, what would have your vote for game of the year have been? I don't know if you need I the probably... nominations or if you need to if you went off the board. Yeah, I'm pulling it up right now just to uh, just to make sure that I have the nominations correct. Um, my my game of the year would probably go to Hades. Mm -hmm. um, but I would. I'm I'm not going to argue at all with uh with last of us winning um it, i mean it was an exceptional game my personal pick would be hades but like i i'm not surprised at all yeah it's kind of like um when i was looking at this i was like the game awards have officially become kind of like the oscars 
in that, like, in, in a particular year. And I was listening to the podcast Adam and I did last week where we just said, it's a fantastic game, it's just not fun. And it's kind of, you look at a couple of the other games there, specifically Animal Crossing New Horizons, which, like, took the year by storm. That's probably, like, you could have the best comedy movie of the year, you know, kind of universally mm-hmm. loved. It's never going to win Best Picture, Yeah, you know? It's just simply not going to happen. So that's kind of what I felt that Animal Crossings might have been put into a different box, whereas The Last of Us did not have that restriction. <laughs> so, no, we'll the, the Last of Us was very much the video game equivalent of Oscar bait. Yeah, it 100% was. Mm-hmm. It was built It was built for that kind of award, and it won it. Um, best music and score, Final Fantasy VII Remake. Haven't heard it, but I know Final Fantasy is known for its music, so it's like, I don't think that's what we voted, but not surprised at all. Yeah, neither am I. Yeah, Final Fantasy music's always amazing. So. Yeah. I just know that from our musical episodes back in the day, Matt, back when we could, because we were on the radio. And it's like, you know, I've, a couple of times this week, actually, I've just, like, thrown on music from, like, Final Fantasy 15, uh, or 7, I think 12, like, a few times this week as, like, almost Christmas music. <laughs> I, I love the Final Fantasy music so much. There you go. So, clearly well-deserved in that case. Uh, best Action Adventure, Last of Us Part Two won that. That's the one where it's like, it might win Game of the Year. Does it deserve Best Action Adventure? Is the thing that you remember from that game the action adventure? Uh, no. Boy, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, so if if it was me and I was, like, you know, really nitpicking on the the word action adventure in the name, then I would give it to my, my boy Ghost of Tsushima. But again, not surprised. Best Family. Uh, this is uh, an easy one. It was obviously Animal Crossing. I think that we had no doubt about that going in. Not a, and it no, was. Mm-hmm. No doubt whatsoever. No. Best debut game, Phasmophobia. I don't know if you've played it, Matt. Neither of us have, but I had heard about it, and uh, not surprised at all that it won. Yeah, I've heard really good things. Yeah. Best performance, it was, uh, I guessed correctly, it was Laura Bailey as Abby in The Last of Us Part Two. It was going to be one of those two girls. Yeah, That was, was just the reality of the situation. Yeah. Um, and she had more range because she had more to do. So there you go. She won. Congratulations. Best ongoing, my sleeper pick. I hope you both watched the video that I sent you. No Man's Sky. Take it home an award. Did yeah. either of you watch that video? No. No, I didn't. I uh, okay. Please watch it after this. It's so good. We're not watching like, it. Imagine? We got other stuff to do after this. Yeah. Can you imagine a few years ago, like, No Man's Sky, like, Game Awards winner? I feel like that's the equivalent of when people talk about, like, you know, Suicide Squad Oscar winning film. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> well, I'll kind of, just because I have you here and you're a captive audience, I'll kind of sum up the video. But for people who want to watch the whole thing, I think it's like... It's quite long. It might be like over half an hour um, by the Nintendo story in a No Man's Sky. But basically, he goes through the story the way the computer, uh, the consumers saw it, which is, you know, you have this guy who's promising the moon. You have all this kind of stuff, and then the game comes out, and it's not at all like it was planned. And then he kind of re-goes through it, taking the perspective of the game studio, where it was this guy who had, who had worked within different... Oh, what's his name? Sean. I can't remember his last name. Yeah, Sean. He had worked within like different it. studios, and he was a good producer. Like, the games that he had he worked on previously were, were very well-reviewed games. And then he was starting up his own thing, but he essentially they signed a deal with Sony that they were like, hey, you're going to be our publisher. But then Sony put all these expectations on them, then, and he started, uh, as the game progressed... Things that he had said might be in there a year and a half ago were now being held to the same standard, and Sony wanted to sell it at the full AAA retail of uh, $60 American, Yeah, which is a really good point. He really hammered on that point, which I totally agree on. The price sets expectations. I mean, if that if No Man's Sky had come out at $20, 
who gives a shit, you know? Yeah. It would have been probably well-received, even the state that it was in. But apparently, and I, I haven't gone back to play it, they've updated the living shit out of that game, and it's now actually beyond what was originally promised, which is insane. And it's like this, it's, I, I really do, re- I can't recommend the video enough. It's like watching a good comeback story movie. Like, they talk about how they basically shut down for a little bit. They actually won an award at the Game Awards that year and didn't go because they thought they had no chance. They're out to dinner somewhere else. So it's a great <laughs> clip of uh, of Tim Schafer, who's like, and it goes to No Man's Sky, and then they're not there. Yeah. So he's like, and I will accept this on behalf of uh, the Hello people Games. at No Man's Sky. Yeah. Yeah, Hello Games. I'll accept yeah. this on behalf of Hello Games. Uh, thank you. Or something like that. Like, he just had to riff it because they weren't fucking there. Yeah. So then they, like, shut down their studio. Uh, and and Sean, the, again, the director, he stops all incoming mail from everyone else, floods it into his own mailbox because he's a programmer guy, not someone who should have been put in front of cameras on TV and stuff. Yeah. Like, that was clearly a mistake. They didn't hire a, mm-hmm. some sort of publicist. But this was the part that I thought was fascinating. He actually then sorted the information between just people who hated it, people who played it for half an hour, people who didn't play it, just wanted to leave a bad review, versus the people who had actually played it for an extended period of time and had honest critiques. So he sorted all those things into different data files, and then they went in and they focused excuse me, on fixing the stuff that was complained by the people who had actually played the game first, which is actually really smart, and wow, I kind of wish... Yeah. That's bigger studios would do stuff like that, right? Yeah. Not just kind of please the that's, generic that's masses like the you think might buy it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so that like that kind of thing kind of I mean I dare you to watch the video and hate Hello Games at the end of it. It's going to be next to impossible. So I, I will do my uh, best. In the yeah, I mean you'll do <laughs> you'll have a rough time playing the Last of Us Part 2, Adam, if you if you manage to finish uh, something and still hate the person at the end of it. But anyway, so <laughs> That was a five-minute rant about No Man's Sky. I'm happy just for the uh, the goodness in planet Earth that they got a little recognition for the work they put in. Best sports racing game, uh, Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 and 2. I think this was a remaster. Yeah, um, wasn't expecting that. Yeah. Wasn't even on our board, but I have seen people talk about it, so uh, sure. I mean, I know those were beloved games back in the day, so if they nailed the remaster, yeah, that makes sense. I could see it. Mm-hmm. Best VR, Half-Life Alex. We called that. Yeah. 100%. Nailed it. Best action game. There you guys go. Hades won best action. So it wasn't enough of an adventure to classify as action adventure, (laughs) but it had enough action to classify as an action game. It also won best indie, because apparently my list is in a different order than your list. Yes, I'm on, I think, CNET, but yeah, Uh, uh, we'll get there. Uh, Sorry, best art direction. My boy, Ghost of Tsushima. Finally, they won something. It deserved that. If you want to know why, either play the game or listen to me rant about it in the last episode. Either one will do. Best narrative, Last of Us Part Two. Yep, it deserved that one. Sure. Mm-hmm. Best multiplayer, Among Us. Yep. Yeah, hard <laughs> no to surprise there. Games for yeah. Impact. Tell me why. I have no idea, but that might be the uh, the play and cry game of this generation. We'll see. Best audio design. A little surprise there because I didn't think it like reinvented the wheel in any specific way, but uh, Last of Us Part Two won that as well. Best role playing game, Final Fantasy Seven remake obviously best sim strategy microsoft flight simulator we called that we did We're not totally sure why but we called but we it did correctly <laughs> predict it, yeah, yeah. Uh, best fighting game mortal kombat 11 ultimate we definitely called that yep best indie game hades 100 called that best mobile game among us called that uh best community port fall guys we called that and i think innovation and accessibility well duh this was the most slam dunk i've ever seen i think they created they probably created 
the category. It was new this year. They might have created it because they saw The Last of Us. They were like, holy shit. Yeah. And we need to start awarding shit for this. So there you go. Best game direction. Uh, go figure. The Last of Us Part Two. And then it's yeah. a bunch of esports stuff and streamer stuff, which probably matters to you out there. Uh, but I don't know who half Any of these people, people are. And I'd be surprised if, like, a lot of people... How many people out there? Hit us up on Facebook. I don't think I've hyped it this episode. Uh, Facebook.com slash GameOverUFM. If you are able to keep up with multiple games esports scene, I feel like that's the equivalent of, like, knowing everything about all the teams in, like, NHL, but also knowing everything about all the teams in, like, the Japanese Baseball League. Like, they're... (laughs) There's way more than five online game presences, right? So it's not like the major sports in, in the United States and Canada or anything like that. I feel mm-hmm. like it's... Who could possibly keep up with all of them? Not me. Yeah. For, for, like, the short time that I followed, like, League of Legends esports, it was tough just keeping up with that. Yeah, exactly. Because, like, cause if, you're, if you're keeping up with esports, you're probably also playing a lot of the game that you pay attention to. You know, like, it's not, like, necessarily, like, real sports, but, like, I watch a lot of hockey. I don't play hockey very often, right? But, like, I would imagine for most esports people, you also play that game. Like, I played a lot of League of Legends, and that sort of got in the way of me watching League of Legends. Um, so it was it was tough for me to keep up with one. I can't really imagine following multiple esports unless you don't play any of them, which seems like that. I mean, I'm sure there's people like that, but I, that, I would imagine that's a, a pretty small minority of people. Yeah, absolutely. Just kind of the way it is. Like, you're forced to consume significantly more than you can uh, participate in when it comes to real sports Mm -hmm. because you need that many other actual people there to physically do the thing that's more expensive. Like, I'm probably catching up, and I haven't even been playing Overwatch that much, but I'm probably catching up to the amount of Overwatch I've played versus the amount of hockey I've played in my life, you know, (laughs) because you can't Mm -hmm. possibly show up and play 18 hours of hockey in a day. But you could, I don't recommend it for your safety, but you, you could do it in a, mm-hmm. an eSport, you know? So yeah. No one's pl- playing hockey every day of the week for, like, three hours. Yeah, not even professionals. They still have to take naps somewhere. Yeah, though, yeah you just need recovery time that you don't really need for, for the other thing. Yeah, you might need, like, mental recovery time and, like, an eye bleach just for people being toxic, but you don't need it in the same way, obviously. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so that was the Game Awards. Uh, a lot of stuff happened in them. I kind of saw clips, but I believe you can find the full uh, stream somewhere. And I want to watch it because I know they had a lot of big-name presenters. They had a lot of big-name musical guests. Uh, and they had a lot of big-name trailers. Yeah, yeah. the full thing I saw is up on the, the Game Awards YouTube channel. Yeah. And uh, just like the Oscars, it's almost four hours long. There you go. Classic. Of course it is. Um, so we're going to talk about what was announced and all that kind of jazz next week. Uh, Trust me, I do want to talk about it now, but I think it's just smarter if we save that and spend the time now to hype up what the hell we've been doing for the past while because we haven't released any podcasts in in about a week, and even then we had a little break. Doesn't mean we haven't been producing content for you, boy. Oh, no. We've produced more content than we have in a while in the past week, but... You can't find it here. You can find it exclusively. It makes it sound like we sound a de- signed a deal, but we did not. Uh, exclusively on Twitch. In fact, I believe it's Adam's Twitch. It so is. it's just The Perfectionist? Uh, that's a good question, actually. I'm trying to remember what my actual Twitch thing is. It might the be The per- Perfectionist 1989. Perfectionist 1989 is what it is. I just looked yes. it up. Yes. So if you find uh, the, the Twitch channel, The Perfectionist 1989, you can find what we've been doing. 
which was uh, we are now just about halfway through the Pokemon tournament. We're not quite halfway through. I think yeah. we have one more tourney to go. But kind of listening to the last episode that we talked about, it was the draft. And even then, like we were kind of playing fast and loose with some of the rules uh, because we didn't know where things were going to settle out. So it did settle out. We have um, all the divisions. We have uh, the Steroid Olympics, which we just did, Little Cup, Weakling. Can I do this all in one go? Generation, Monotype. Is that it? Did I there's, name all five? There's five. Yeah, I think you got them all. Yeah, I think I got all five. Those are the five divisions. We each have three teams within those divisions. We picked uh, the – well, you basically randomize which the first three go. You have to play each of your teams once for the first three. And if it goes beyond that, which it frequently did, Yes. Uh, then you can pick whichever team goes through. So there's a lot of mind games going on. Um, but you can find all that. I don't think we actually explain the rules. But you can find a ton of the battles existing on the uh, the Twitch stream. So if you're the small pocket of the population that both listens to us and likes competitive... Well, maybe competitive is generous. And <laughs> likes people playing against each other in Pokemon... <laughs> Uh, then you can find us on um, twitch.com slash whatever it is, the uh, Perfectionist1989, and find out what we've been doing there. Adam, I, I'm hoping you can give us some sort of uh, analytics, you know, deep deep stuff. I can. Twitter analytics uh, yeah. breakdown of what the hell has happened. <laughs> yeah. And kind of let everyone know where we're at. So, yeah, we've, we've, had, we've divided the season up into two halves, where in each half we do one round of every, uh, of every theme. And we are, as you said, we are nearly done the first half. So we've done everything but the weakling division. We have done the uh, the generations, the little cup, the monotype, and the Olympic division. Uh, the generations one was, uh, that was, I won that one. I, I, beat, uh, I beat Simon in five games and then Matt in three straight. And then Simon beat Matt in four. Uh, in little cup... I got disqualified from my first match against Simon because I forgot we were banning Eviolite. Uh, and then Simon, so Simon beat me in five games. Uh, then I beat Matt in three. And then Matt, uh, spoiler alert, took his one and only match of the tournament from Simon in three games in Little Cup. One and only oh. match of the tournament so far. So far, yes. So far. <laughs> it is early. It's not, it's not a comeback if you start strong out of the game. Exactly. Scary. That's very true. Uh, Monotype was was mostly Simon's show. He beat me in five. He beat Matt in three. Uh, yeah. Uh, the Olympic one was was I thought that one was gonna be well. It was it was it was very swingy because the first match for me and Simon he he five owed me in the first game and then I five owed him in the second one. Mm-hmm. And in the end, you took that one in five, and then uh, both of us beat Matt in three. Uh, and that's basically where we are. So Simon has Simon won the the monotype and the Olympic one. I won the generation and the little cup. Simon is technically in the lead because his wins were more decisive. Um, so he is he is six and two in matches. I am five and three. Matt is one and seven. Uh, but it, to improve. It is yes, and the, mm-hmm. the again we're not even halfway done. Right there is there is I'm a, I'm a I'm a real good team player. I'm patting your guys' stats. Yeah, that's exactly it. That's exactly it. So I do have live on air uh, world premiere because I, I want in a second I want Adam to break down some of the stats like who the MVP's been. Maybe even live on air here we can do our votes for the uh, 
Because uh, I oh, mean, yeah, it might be that. that someone's going to blow away the the weakling, but I think probably a lot of the heavy hitters have already revealed themselves. So here's my proposition. I want to live on air, or at least live on Twitch, because we won't do it over the podcast. We'll do it over Twitch. I would like to uh, for us to do the theme teams in one sitting. So you get a team. You maybe take like a half-hour break. You, you build your team within that half hour, and then you're forced to play with them. So oh, very, God. like, contained unit. I've seen some people do it. I haven't seen it with Pokemon yet, although I'm sure it exists. But uh, I actually, weirdly enough, uh, in the last couple of months, I watched some Yu-Gi-Oh! content. I saw people do stuff like that with Yu-Gi-Oh! Like, they had only 20 minutes to create a deck, and then they uh, played yeah. with it. I thought that was a really good idea, that you they're just under this intense, intense time crunch. You don't have the time to, to test them. Okay. Um, so I would like to propose that for the theme team. So we can come, maybe come up with, like different categories of theme teams because i think it was matt that said all second evolutions that's a great idea but you can't have all second yep. evolutions against something that's like all regs because it's just gonna right. break yeah. it <laughs> so maybe we'll come with uh like a, a shitty tier <laughs> and then like a good tier of themes and uh, and then do a couple battles like that maybe we can have like three tiers i don't know we're just spitballing here but the point is i think that we should do that during the half the halftime break between the first and second halves I think we should do a round of the themes uh, online, where we have have to we'll have to settle aside a, a good chunk of time to do it. I know. Yeah. But I think that could be a ton of fun. Okay, I'm I'm down with that. Yeah, because the the we're gonna have to take a bit of time for the the mid season break because free agency will be open, and I know at least I am planning to make some moves. Yeah, that's what terrifies me um, because I kind of like my teams, but I only barely squeaked by Adam when I did indeed win him, win against him. So it's like, if you think that you have a significant room to improve, I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, and also the uh, the tiers have changed. So at the halfway point, we have to respect to be in line with the new tiers. Yeah, I think it didn't affect you that much, but it's it's gonna be a little bit of a downer for both me yeah. and Matt. I am going to uh, I'm going to pull down the new tiers and I'll let you guys know what has to be done once we get to that point. Mm -hmm. So just so you don't have to dig through all the stuff. True. Yeah, that will be that'll be very helpful because things got significantly easier once you gave us a couple of things to sort the uh, the Pokemon by. Okay, so maybe we can give our uh, preliminary first half of the year. What did you want to do? Like a top three from each of us, or yeah, how did you I think want to do I think that, that was the that was the thought process. Is basically, I think each of us should should nominate. Well, I I think it's more fun if we do it. It should be nominated from the other people. Yes, that's what I yeah, that's what I was going to go. I mm -hmm. think each of us should should nominate to the other teams, uh, who are who the the top three Pokemon were. Um, okay. But well, uh, then allow me to uh, to scroll up to the uh, the Excel document that I put po that you posted. Where did you post that? Which had all of our teams uh, listed flatly in it. Oh yeah, it would have been a free agency. Or if you have it handy, just the the Excel sheet that just had. Oh, our team uh, go up. to the Tourney Results channel on the Discord. It's Tourney Results. Okay. That oh yeah, there it is. Oh uh, yeah, is. yeah, I see it there now. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So uh, maybe just because Adam got his teams in first, Matt, you and I can evaluate who uh, who on Adam. So who do we want to come up with? Like a. A top five, maybe, just because there's so damn many. Sure. Three might be too restrictive. Okay. A top five it is. Well, I think I know. Actually, I wanted to come dramatically down from from five to one, but I, that might be impossible considering Matt and I can't confer. <laughs> Can we agree 
that the number one MVP on Adam's team so far has been Xerneas. It's, it wasn't a surprise. It went far yeah. too late in the draft for the fact that it's spanking us. Oh, and actually, I think a, a piece of drama that we didn't even talk about is, like, some high-level picks. My third ever pick, Eternatus, is now in free agency. Yeah. So it just goes to show that we sounded so confident at the time, and then... I think we all like significantly changed yeah. up our teams, but and my first overall pick has not done much. <laughs> yes, yeah, Dragon. Like, I'm Knight. probably gonna hang on to it, but yeah, like not much has has come of that. Psst, man, so. make a deal. Actually, we haven't had any trades. It's true. So we should come up with a trading block as well. Maybe not like live on air, but just in general, <laughs> maybe come up with like a trading block of a uh, Pokemon that you'd be willing to move. Uh, that because that could be fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that could be fun. Yeah, I, I got a few people on Matt's team I'd really like on my team. <laughs> Likewise, <laughs> let's just uh, pick over Matt's corpse. Give me, uh, yeah, g- give me your mons, Matt. <laughs> Bring us your tired, your poor, your uh, your weak mons, whatever them, so that I may enslave them all. Exactly. Shout out to Spider Man Two uh, back in the day. Okay, so I think I would vote it, Matt. I I would assume you agree because I think he uh, destroyed both of us significantly. Mm-hmm. Uh, Xerneas is Adam's number one uh, contender. Yep. Oh, definitely. Xerneas, 18 kills, two deaths. Yes. Kind of, yeah, maybe give us, just on Adam, for your teams, who's statistically been the strongest, and we'll kind of see if we uh, disagree with that. Because I know who I'd vote for number two, but I'm not sure if statistically they've done it. I have a very strong number two. If we look at, okay, so so going sort of top down, um, there is the, uh, actually, the Little Cup people are sorted separately, so I'll have to, I'll give you a bit of both. But uh, in terms of the, the main team, uh, I got Zygarde, who's 12-0 and 0 in two games. So he's uh-huh. been in two games, and he's 6-0'd both teams. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Xerneas is number two, who's 18-2 and two over seven games. Uh, Kyogre is 12-2 and two in five games. Kurum White, two games, five and one. Um, a Gardevoir... Oh right, yeah, because I was running Scarfed Gardevoir. That messed you guys up. Uh, yep. She's six and two. Uh, my Greninja weirdly is five and two. And I'm just sort of going down the kill death ratio list. And then there was uh, Zorora and Rillaboom and Indeedee uh, in terms of the, the top section. Um, then there's in in terms of my little cup peoples. Uh, oh, I know, I know. The little cup one, I know. It's got to be the Abra. Wherever, whatever the spot in that top five we're saving for little cup, your fucking Abra goes there. Because <laughs> just having that in, like, I think it's got ninety special attack, and it's also in a very high speed tier. Yeah. Like, what a nightmare that thing was. Uh, yeah. The the kill death ratio in little cup. I have the top four spots with Porygon, Onix, Coughing, and Abra. Yeah, go figure. <laughs> Yeah, Onyx was a strong pick, obviously, just because it's like mm-hmm. a regular Mon. Yeah. But then retroactively became a Little Cup member. So that was a great pick for you, for sure. Yeah, that was... Uh, so that, that's that's basically what I'm doing. I actually have to... Uh, I'm going to break the fourth wall a bit. I have to pop off for a second, so I'll let you guys debate on my team, and I'll be right back. All right. I would have... It's interesting that he brought that up, because I would have thought that Calyrex, I had so much of a problem with it, but I guess I neutralized it better than I thought I did. Yeah, it wasn't looking at his top. team, I, I would expect that to be in there, but, uh, I mean, unless I'm misremembering, it, that was not the thing that I was scared of. Was it uh, Kyogre? Oh, Kyogre was definitely one. I mean, Zygarde absolutely wrecked me every yeah. time. I never even came close. 
Um, but yeah, Kyogre definitely made its way through my team um, pretty pretty effectively too. What was the thing um, you were as, thinking of? Was it Zygarde? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, Zygarde. Zygarde was like after because Xerneas. Um, I, I didn't th have quite as much difficulty with Xerneas as you. Zygarde completely destroyed me. It was like I had no sh no chance the second the thing came out. Yeah. See, I thought. I think that too. I might give Kyogre the slight edge just because, as he said, Zygarde has only appeared twice. Like it only went up mm -hmm. against each of us once, uh, and it like it spanked us both once. But he didn't have the confidence to go back to it I'm against back. me at least. Right. Yeah. We're just debating. So what we're debating essentially is your number two, uh, your number two selection. We agree that it's one of Kyogre or Zygarde. Um, but I think I, I would give the edge to Kyogre just because Zygarde only made the two appearances. And if you had more confidence in Zygarde to be able to sweep our teams, maybe not Matt because you only played it three. You played him as much as you possibly could. Yeah. But I think when we went back to do our Olympic four and five battles, Adam, you went with that Xerneas team. I did. Because that's the one that you had the more uh, the more confidence in. Yeah. So for Zygarde to be, I think for it to be number two, you would have had to turn to it twice. Although the thing that you turned to was our number one pick. So it's like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't know that I can really, <laughs> now that I think about it, I don't know that that I will also water, point but... out, Zygarde is on my weakling team. Yeah, but you That's can't, disgusting. but you can't change it, right? I can't, he can't form change, no, but he doesn't need that to be amazing. Well, I mean, boy, it sure helps. It, I, well, I, I don't doubt that. By the way, since I heard mm -hmm. you mention it, I was running off. Calyrex was a little farther down my list. He's been in six games. He's eight and five. Okay, so he's good, but so wasn't like the uh, yeah, wasn't the demon I was expecting him to be, or that I feared him to be in in my own personal experience with him. Because mm -hmm. pretty much when I was choosing who I wanted to go up against Monotype, it was very much dependent on who could take out that Calyrex the most. <laughs> mm -hmm. Okay, so we'll go with, sure, we'll go with Zygarde there because it might wreck us in a weakling, so we'll give it, we'll put some respect on it um, for what it's about to do to us. <laughs> uh, so Zygarde, then, or yeah, Zygarde, then Kyogre, and then I feel like that's where I want to put Abra because Abra I had so much goddamn mm -hmm. trouble with. And then uh, I'm looking if you had like a particular, because I know when we look at my team, it's not going to be who had the most kills. It's who walled you out to frustration the most. That's, That's who my, uh, yeah. my teams are going to be full of. So I'm not sure if there's any particular person that I want to put there. But yeah, I did have trouble with Gardevoir as well. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't uh, have any problem putting Gardevoir in that, in that last spot there. Yeah, Gardevoir uh, did some damage to me as well. Okay, so there we go. We'll have our top four. Of, oh, uh, how did you not put Ditto on the list, Simon? You hate I just hate Ditto. Ditto. <laughs> I hate him. That doesn't mean he's valuable. You can't give him the recognition. I, yeah, I, it's, <laughs> it's more of a it's more of a disgust. <laughs> yes. So that's Adam's top five, as settled by by Matt and I. It's going to be Xerneas, Zygarde, fun names to pronounce, Kyogre, Abra. There you go. You get your Abra representation, even though Alakazam hasn't done shit. Very true. And, <laughs> Very uh, true. And Gardevoir in the yeah. final spot. Very good. Okay, so uh, please, for my entertainment, debate. Who are my top five? Okay, well, uh, I think Matt learned the hard way that you need to always be prepared for E-Killer Arceus. Yep. <laughs> so he's, <laughs> he's pretty high on my list. I actually want to give the number one spot to Celesteela. Because that by you know, far that's actually what I was had the most annoying thing. 
like Arceus, Arceus came in and wrecked me, but I at least, you know, I expected Arceus to do that. Yeah. Celestela was just there and like, you know, it didn't necessarily kill me right away, but it just wouldn't die. Yep. <laughs> yeah, so that's that's high on my list. Uh, another one... So Arceus and Celesteela, I don't, I don't know. I think that's probably the one, two, although we reversed that. Uh, mm-hmm. Another one I think I got to put on the list is Alolan Marowak. Because yeah, that baby. thing kind of... Oh, sh- yeah. Like, that thing is 9-0. and oh. <laughs> Yeah, I honestly forgot about it, but you're totally right. That Yeah, that did some that work. That was a monster. Uh, and then Obstagoon, uh, I think just because he was, like, not necessarily for being threatening, although it was, mm-hmm. but... Um, just it was just really well played and that thing was a pain in the ass to work around yeah, yeah. i was really happy to actually see obstagoon do well just because i really like it as a pokemon and i'm glad that it's like usable and can actually do some things yeah and he gets bonus um, points for one... zigzagoon being my little cup sweeper <laughs> yeah, that's true hey yeah so yeah another one that i had up on here um that that hurt me a little bit was uh marshadow <laughs> yeah yeah marshadow's a problem yeah <laughs> uh, as well as cartana i think because i've just never really actually I've like I haven't played competitively since Cartana as a thing has existed, so I've never gone up against it before. And wow, I underestimated it. <laughs> yeah, that thing is 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 real scary. I'm trying to think yeah. if there's anyone on his uh, on his little cup team that I would like. Oh no, not this thingy. Oh, well, Bunnel Oh yeah, Bunnel too. Yeah, yeah, that was. Uh... Yeah. But I think yeah. Okay, I... so I feel I feel pretty good about that. I do want to say, I don't know if you guys came up with an order in there or just going to spit stuff out, but I, I feel like there's two guys that you've missed. Don't take both of them, but you have to give some props to the combination of Dusclops and Porygon 2, right? Well, okay, Porygon... a staple. No, they've been pretty annoying. Porygon 2, I agree with. I shut Dusclops down completely. You, well, I don't remember that. Matt yeah. gave Dusclops a problem, but I just wiped the floor with that thing. Because yeah. <laughs> I think it went up against... Uh, Xerneas, that <laughs> it was, it was. Over. Well, see, but you can't judge something after it goes up against a boosted Xerneas. <laughs> it's very true. But no, I agree with you. Porygon Two is a massive pain in the ass, and we should put it on yes. the list. Yeah. Um, so in that risk, so I think the top five is Celesteela, Arceus, Alolan Marowak, uh, Cartana, and from Matt, and then Porygon Two, or no, Obstagoon. Awesome. Maybe Obstagoon instead of Cartana. Because with, right. with the honorable mentor for Zigzagoon being a, a thing, it kills me that yeah. I didn't, I wasn't able to get Glastrier in that list because that was the one I was most hyped to, uh, to get in there. But yeah, Adam, maybe read off the list because I'm just looking at my my Pokemon and trying to see what else was. I mean, Evatol did some yeah. major work. So I'll I'll, I'll just mm-hmm. fill you in on on what we could have done. So Lola yep. Marok, as I said, is nine and zero in three games. Uh, Arceus was 18 and 5 in 7 games. Uh, the next one for kill death ratio was actually Thunderous, who was 3 and 1, but only 2 games. Uh, then Eveltal, 11 and 4 in 9 games. He showed up a lot. Uh, Celesteela, 10 and 5 in 8 games. Mm-hmm. Obstagoon, 5 and 3 in 6 games. Uh, Cartana was 5 and 3 in 3 games. So I probably need to bring it out more. Uh, Dragapult five and three in six games. Marshadow six and four in six games. Uh, yeah, Glastrier was three and three in seven games. Yeah. So I just I couldn't quite get get the uh, the vibe going that I wanted to. Yeah. But it definitely says something about 
Celestila that it's like what was it fourth or fifth place? It was like ten and five. Yeah, and that was like easily our number one most annoying. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we hated it's not, that thing. I mean, it's like it's strong, but it's not like it's you know running over us with no resistance. Yeah. But it's just so freaking annoying. Yeah. <laughs> in Little Cup, Score Bunny uh, led the way for you, and Score Bunny could easily have been in the top five. I think. Yeah, Score Bunny was was good. I agree. Okay, well, I can accept that list. Uh, Adam, did, by the way, because I, I, uh, I mentioned what I thought about mine, but you were kind of gone while we discussed yours. Yeah. Is there uh, is there something that you thought that we overlooked in your list? No, I pretty much, um, like, you guys picked the ones I would have picked, <laughs> I think. Um, because, yeah, the only other, yeah, I think Abra was the was the big threat I had in Little Cup. Um, although, yeah, I, I thought, I forgot how well Porygon did. It was 4-0. Uh, for me, which is really nice, but um, no, no. Essentially, the uh, the list you guys came up with is probably the list I would have picked myself, because even though like Kieran White was only in went five and one, but he was only in two games, and I, I I think I gotta give it to the the people I got. The other I was I was looking at my team and I'm like, is there anyone here who is just super bulky and annoying to kill? And I'm like, there are a couple people, but I don't think that was the problem. Um. Mm-hmm. I probably would have put Ditto on the list just because every time I brought it, you guys had to play around it. Uh, yeah. But, uh, like, it's not even, like, it's not really, it didn't do that well. Uh, what is it? Yeah. It was one in five in seven games. It didn't get kills. It annoyed you, but it didn't get kills. <laughs> it was an obstacle that we had to overcome, which we did. Yeah. But it was still an obstacle. Uh, mm-hmm. One, actually, I was really surprised by on my team did really well was Steelix. Because I drafted Onyx for Little Cup. That was, I picked Steelix because I wanted Onyx for Little Cup. And Steelix ended up fitting onto a couple of my big teams. And it did, like, it, it didn't do spectacularly, but it, it shut some things down. And I was pretty pleased with that. It was good to have drafted Omega. Yeah. Sure. Because yeah. once the Steroid Olympics came around, when I was looking at my team, I'm like, I can't exploit this to the fullest extent simply because I don't have enough, like, Megas. Yeah. Okay, so I guess we should look at Matt's team. Mm-hmm. Well, number one, I know who I'm going to vote. I feel like I, there, from my perspective at least, there's a clear number one, and everything after that <laughs> every, is a little disappointing. I agree, there's a clear number one, and I think it's got to be, uh, where is it? Is it not on his monotype steel team? You mean Corviknight? That's not who I was going to oh, vote. Oh, Melmetal. Melmetal, Mel Metal, Mel Metal, Mel Metal, yeah. Metal. Oh, yeah, because Mel, Mel Metal was the thing that came through. Mel Metal like, messed you up. Holy shit. Mel Metal really yeah. messed you up. <laughs> yeah, no, he was, uh, I agree with you. He was a, he was a massive pain. Um, he had, Matt had a, his, his Pawnee art on his Little Cup team was uh, pretty damn good. It was four and one in three games. Uh-huh. Yeah, he has. Uh, okay. So, uh. Are you? Would you agree with Mel Metal as number one? Yeah, because I think I'm, it also like hit both of us quite hard. Yeah, no, that thing, that thing was a problem. Um, yeah. I, I and did. I would honestly number two. I would go uh, Swampert. Yeah, Swamp. Yes, yeah, because that was another one where it's like I have to be ready for this every time I play it. Um, yeah. I kind of want to look at the. I'm trying. <laughs> I'm, I'm going back through the games where Matt played, and I'm like, what was just. <laughs> Where was well? I mean, there was like some of them where nothing really showed up. Yeah. Or like something was in a threatening position to like maybe actually do some damage, and then I just completely punted it. And then we realized that you had the wrong item. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh. 
Yeah. Yeah. Or I would just, like, forget a type advantage or, you know, that, like, certain things can only stack one time or, you know, oh, there was, there yeah. was a, you know, there was a variety of mistakes. It was, you played it was, yourself. You know, a yeah, exactly. I think I have to give um, the, the bottom of the list award to Mewtwo. Because it's like, he should have been terrifying, and he absolutely was not. He did shit all. Mewtwo, <laughs> like, Mewtwo, should... Mewtwo and Darkrai, it's like, if, if, this yeah. was a, if this was a free agency team, I think they would demand to leave. They're the Jack yeah. Eichel of this league yeah. right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're, they were brought in for like 10 million a season and did absolutely nothing. So I'm yeah. just saying, Ugh. if you're looking for a trade, I'm open. <laughs> but you know that as soon as they leave, they're going to have a rebound season. 100%. 100%. That's too risky. <laughs> unless they, unless he gave you something significant back. Yeah. I mean, if he wants me to, you have to make the asking for Xerneas. You have to. Yeah. I mean, well, For a season like this, you know, no one is off limits. I mean, I know who uh, he really wants because he keeps drafting rain teams. And true. I, and I'm not saying it's impossible. <laughs> and no one took the other one. Which is kind of interesting. Um, anyway, back to so for Matt's yeah, I th- I think Malmetal is a good choice. Uh, Salamence or no Swampert, not Salamence. Um, and then I yeah I would put Pontiar there just for his little cup tyranny. Yep, agreed. Um, it's uh it's <laughs> I'm trying not to be to be rude, but it's tough. To remember who we had too much oh, trouble well, with. That's fair. Yeah, I mean, Corviknight is a, is always a tough nut to crack. Uh, yeah, I was expecting to be a lot more scared of, of Mandibuzz than I ended up being. I think I'll I'll yeah, I'll throw uh, Pelipper in there or not yes. Pelipper. Um, I think it was Politoed actually that like walked through half my team because I didn't anticipate. Oh yeah, yeah yeah yeah. I remember that. Plus, like, just keeping the, uh, the, the rain, rain alive yeah. for Swampert nope, was pretty huge. I think that's a good choice. So maybe number four, Politoed. Yeah. And then maybe go back to Little Cup, because that was the match he won. Yeah, um, that's where he, uh, he fucking spanked me a few times. Helioptile, yeah. maybe? Now, it only had two for kills. The... Well, yeah. Well, and I don't have many things with more than two kills. That's a fair so. point, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Heliop- No, sorry, Helioptile three kills. I was looking at Charmander. I think I think the, I remember the first time we maybe checked stats. My like KD leader was Mr. Rhyme at two and one. I hate to break this to you, <laughs> so. but your KD leader is still Mr. Rhyme. At two and and Mr. Rhyme is number five. There we go. <laughs> on the on the statistical uh, advantage, we'll throw yeah. Mr. Rhyme in there. Yeah, fantastic. <laughs> Okay. Oh, boy. So, Adam, do you have any other, because uh, st- we've been going for almost an hour here, so do you have any yeah. other statistical anomalies before we uh, we move on with our lives? Well, I think I just think in terms of teams, there's some interesting things. So my my mono water team is four and one, which is the best, uh, the, the most wins of any single team uh, mm-hmm. is uh, is that. Um, the, the one that I thought was interesting, and th- sort of the reason I went to this, is that the... In terms of your little cup team, Simon, two oh, of your teams are one and one, and the other team is one and three, which means when you needed more little cup teams, you went back to that one, and it did not work out for you. It's the only one I had any confidence in whatsoever, <laughs> <laughs> even though it wasn't winning. Yeah, and then there are. I mean, that honestly, like that's kind of a strategy though, is to uh, to just load up a single team. 
Yeah, you know, it's, accept two losses yeah. and try and win all three times with the other guy. Yeah. Yeah, so we'll see if uh, any of us pulled it. It is kind of interesting to go on our on our top ones. Like, mats are either the hitters or the things that allowed the hitters. Adam, you had uh, things that kind of when you put them in specific situations, they walked through us. Yeah. Was how yours were. So, uh, situational sweepers. And then mine were the things that you just hated to deal with yeah like we all have a distinct strategies that have come out over the past little while and i gotta tell you i'm gonna yeah i'm gonna be rebuilding a couple of these teams oh i guess on this one so on the team note a couple other interesting things um my mono electric team is uh is winless uh uh, my middle the zygarde team is lossless so is my xerneas team uh, Matt's mono dark team, which I thought was terrifying, is 0 and 3. Matt's Olympic teams are all 0 and 2. He got double swept. His generational team with Mewtwo is 0 and 3. <laughs> Oof. And his generational, his Gen 3 team is 0 and 2. Uh, Simon's mono flying team is 2 and 0. Yeah, baby. And Simon's. Uh, Eveltal Garchomp Olympic team is 3-0. and Yeah, baby! It wasn't the one that I expected to have to pull out, but uh, <laughs> when I needed it, it came in clutch because it, w- it worked for both of you guys. Which, yeah, it really did. So was in nice. the second half of the season, that's going to be the one I'm, I'm worried about. And that's all the ones that are either winless or lossless. Yeah, that's for good old uh, Alola Marowak. It yeah. was like the odd one out in terms of the top five or in terms of like the high-level things. It's like... Uber, 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 Marowak. What the? <laughs> and yet he shit? was doing amazing. And yet he put in work. Yeah. Okay, so uh, before we sign off, is there anything that you guys, off the top of your head, are going to consider putting on a trade block specifically? So, as opposed to dropping it to free agency, is this something that you think the other teams might value that you do not? Oh, that's an interesting question. I have to. I, I know there's a couple of, of, of moves I definitely want to make. Um, one of them is I'm actually just going to double check that it's not on more of my teams than I think it is. <laughs> but um, I, I definitely am going to rebuild my electric team. So there are like the. Some of the high level guys there, like Zorora and Tapu Koko, are, uh, are, are pieces I might be willing to move. One big one, although it won't be interesting to Simon because he has Blissey, is I might make a move on Chansey. Um, just because Happiny, I drafted Chansey because I thought Happiny would be good on the Little Cup team too, and Happiny is trash. So Yeah, the proper babies are <laughs> so bad. So there may be, uh, for the right price, uh, I, may, I, may up, uh, I may give up Chansey, uh, which I know is, is often a hot commodity. Yep, that's interesting. I think the biggest, just looking at my my list now, and I'll look more later, obviously, I think the biggest thing that I would be willing to move, but I don't think it would interest either of you guys, was unfortunate. Uh, I'm not in love with Galarian Zapdos, the way the internet told me I was supposed to be. (laughs) So he's a a pretty big uh, OU. He's, in fact, I think, like the OU on that flying team. So... If that uh, if if I could dangle that out and appeal to either of you guys, then we might mm-hmm. might get something done. It's uh, it's possible. Darkrai might be on the block. See, the problem is with Ubers. It's like 
that's on well, one that's, hand he's so valuable on the other hand they're so hard to move it's like yeah. a it's, it's like an elite player yeah. with an elite contract yeah. you know yeah well that's sort of what i was thinking like it's it underperformed i don't think it's because dark cry is bad clearly dark cry is not bad but just looking at my team i have other things that fill that role and getting rid of an uber would allow me to make a couple other upgrades to that team yeah um so well th- the uh, thing is is often with the when it comes to the to moving ubers you kind of gotta you gotta judge out the the other teams right because it's one thing to try and make a spot in an olympic team but you kind of gotta appeal to the monotype or the generation right mm-hmm. like in <laughs> in dark in dark rice case like you you have mono dark matt <laughs> yeah um which is why I was I was mentioning that if, if you were going to drop Mewtwo, then obviously I'm interested in that because I'm sitting on Mono Psychic. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't I don't I don't I'm not going to make a play for Darkrai. I can tell you that right now. Yeah, Pokemon that Pokemon that only slot into you know a Steroid Olympics team or a Generation Rainbow are you know definitely less valuable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's uh... on that note. I think I might uh, I'll I'll drop a bomb at him. Just looking at the teams, I think, especially given the way things are currently being reorganized, I'm also going to put Tapu Lele on the trade block. Oh, shit! Which is something that very much may appeal to you. Oh, I may, I may have to urgently do some reconsidering. But, I mean, when I look at that generation team, who do I get rid of? Cartana or Tapu Lele? Actually, I'll put them both in the trade block and let you two have a bidding war. Because only one of them could exist. <laughs> On that team going forward, I'll have to figure out something else, and they're uh, now they're both OU. Yeah, so, oh, that's right. Yeah, I'm gonna have to. So Matt, to, if you uh, uh, if you want to strengthen your SEAL team with the sweet sweet Cartana, mm-hmm. or Adam, if you want to get that free, I mean, psychic the, my terrain. model SEAL team was one of was one of my better teams. Not that it was you know good, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it, you know it at least put up resistance and had some close games. <laughs> true, true, fair. Well, yeah. I'll just I'll let those uh, I'll let those just kind of seep into your brains because yeah i'm not sure who i'm gonna change out on a lot of these uh but yeah you know adam's adam's talk has me nervous yeah oh boy well we uh i think uh, i think that's it for now i agree Mm -hmm. i think that'll just about do it for now so next week uh i mean obviously we've kind of been alluding to it but oh my god they gave a teaser trailer they gave a proper trailer for Dragon Age. They gave a teaser trailer for Mass Effect. There's a Left for Dead sequel-ish a decade and a bit later. Uh, in addition to a whole bunch of other stuff that came from the Game Awards. So we're going to be talking about that. We might go into more of a deep dive on um, kind of more PlayStation 5 experiences. We'll see if in the next week. Although we're still under Code Red, so it's going to be hard to get either Adam or, or Matt to get any opinions on it. But we'll see what we can happen. Maybe uh, miracles will happen for either of you. And you'll... Uh, order you'll somehow get a ps5 order and then it arrives in under a week how the hell (laughs) who saw that coming like it's what a bizarre bizarre end to 2020 however in the meantime everyone have a great week have a safe week and we will see you next week